and welcome to the circle of sharing. Today, we are going to create a safe space where you can share your feelings without judgment and ridicule. Okay, maybe just a little bit of ridicule. I want you to sit back, relax, and search your feelings on today's Infinity War therapy session on Throwdown Thursday. Welcome to the Infinity War Throwdown Thursday therapy session. I thought this was dealing with coprophagia. But uh, apparently that's the Cobra next what? Cobra Kai? Cobra Coprophagia. If you don't know what it is, Cobra look Cabana? it up. Definitely look it up at while you're Cobra. at work. Make sure Cobra you do Cabana. it on the uh, company server. <laughs> Definitely Coprophagia. C-O-P-R-O-P-H-A-G-I-A. Definitely 100% hey, hey. totally safe for work. That's right. I am Patsy, the safe for work nerd, giving you all the fun science facts for Throwdown Thursday, and joining us this week, as always, is the goddess of giggles, the ironborn, the purveyor of booze and mischief, <laughs> Agent Nicole. Uh, I'm sad that we have to talk about our feelings, but I'm glad that feelings. I'm Feelings. Nothing more than, than feelings. feelings. This might get singy today. Uh, it might. But hi, everybody. No, just really tired. <laughs> uh, we are, of course, also joined by the mistress of Merlot, the Michael Phelps of wine. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ashes Von Nightmare. Agent Nicole bought me wine. <laughs> I think personally we need a we need a booze today. Oh no, I, I mean, we need multiple booze. I think you know if we were going to margaritas, it would be a three margarita night. Oh really? For those out there who don't know what a three margarita night is, it's when we have three margaritas each in and one night. Crazy shenanigans tend to happen because the you place all we- had three. I only had two. I you, you only had not. two. I only had oh two. Oh my god! I, I did not. I will post a picture of what this table looked like. <laughs> it was full at of the booze. end of three margarita night. Okay, it was a beautiful thing. Well, we are of course also joined by the man behind the curtain, the gentleman with the velvet voice, the hardest working man in podcasting, ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Wolfenstein. I didn't realize that it was behind a curtain. Is it You're the Oz from Wizard of Oz. Well, you control everything. You know, you s- twist the dials and. It's twisting. I, I want to create a quest where people have to bring me like the heart, like a, a heart, and like a you know a can of oil and stuff like that. Maybe I have I a heart make that in my quest. trunk. Like, what kind do you need? Why the fuck do you have a heart in you your trunk? You have a heart in your trunk. Don't yes. ask questions. What, what kind <laughs> do you Don't ask questions. Is that the person you were talking about earlier? What we do in our spare no, time? No, no, no. <laughs> that pissed you off? <laughs> I just want to... I, I, I have to get this little quick story out. Ashes and I were a little late today getting in because we were getting ready to leave. And she was telling me about her day at work because I missed work because I was so sick. So you sound up. Yeah, I've, I got better. So, um, Ashes is telling me a story. I'm like, wait, hold on, shut up for a second. And she just gives me this look. I'm like, do you hear that? And she's like, trying to hear it. She's like, what are you talking? 
then all of a sudden I'm like, ice cream man. <laughs> and she's like, I hear it too. So I open up the door and run outside because oh, I'm seven. And there's a goddamn ice cream truck right outside our house. I run back inside because I don't have any money on me. I have to go get my money because I ran outside. I go get my money. I'm like, come on, you want ice cream? She's like, yeah. So we go outside. <laughs> no, there was a little more enthusiasm yeah. on my part. And there was a, a kid in front of us. And, you know, as there always is at the ice cream truck, you know, what can I get for two dollars? And the lady's like, well, you can get a cyclone. And he's like, well, what's that? And she's like, oh, it's this. And she's like, it, I forget where the picture is, but I knew where the picture was because I had already been looking. I'm like, it's right there. Just hurry up. And he's like, well, wow. what else can I get for $2? And she's like, I'll let you get anything with a face for $2. So he got SpongeBob. So then it's my turn. And I'm like, finally. You know, like I've been waiting probably close to 30 years for ice cream. Because <laughs> no, no, because when we were kids, we lived on a dead end road with about 15 kids on it. Mm-hmm. And one day, one of our neighbors who didn't have kids and was a dick, and I hope is dead now. Uh, <laughs> wow. Was like called the city and was like, do not have the ice cream truck come back here ever again. Oh, and then sad day. we were like, oh, it's too bad we don't see the ice cream truck. And she's like, yes, that's because I told them to stop coming. <laughs> and lightning struck and shit. And Your neighbor was the Wicked Witch of the West? She was a witch. Okay. Uh, and but not, not like not one of the good kinds. Probably like like one the of the evil. Like, Are you a good witch or a bad witch? I was like, hag. And she was like, fascist. <laughs> so it had been a long time. So this kid was just impeding. So... Being an adult now, because I am a grown-up, I am Who an adult. Who has no patience. Uh, I got the Batman with the gumball eyes. Ashes, what did you get? Guys, I got a Hello Kitty ice cream, and it was amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I saw it, and I was like, oh, my God, they have Hello Kitty ice cream. And it just kind of took me back, because I remember like when I was younger and living on... So I grew up on Air Force bases. And a lot of these bases were um, like cul-de-sac type setups. Mm-hmm. So the ice cream man would come to the, you know our, our neighborhoods. And it was amazing. And I remember I used to love the character ice creams. Um, I remember primarily this clown face. And I wasn't a huge fan of clowns. But this clown face had, it was kind of like partially dipped in chocolate. And had like strawberry ears. I know what you're talking about. And then had a ginormous gumball nose. Yeah, I remember. And it was so cool. And now my parents um, really kind of scaled back on the sweets when I was younger. So the I, I didn't have a lot of like the gums and stuff that my friends had uh, growing up like I could have like the sugarless trident which I totally get mom and dad now like I totally get it my (laughs) teeth thank you they're perfect but at the time I'm like oh I want the super sugary like you know the flavors dead in 30 seconds gum yeah Um, because everyone else was having it yeah like the fruit zebra gum Um, yeah, so I got the clown with the gumball nose and I used to like, oh, I loved that gumball nose and the flavor lasted exactly for 30 seconds, but it was so satisfying. So yeah, seeing, um, that there was like Hello Kitty and SpongeBob and Batman and like a Powerpuff girl. And I was like, this is just so cool. That's awesome. And because I'm an adult, 
I paid full price for my ice cream face. Oh my god, two fifty! Such a dick. He did buy me my ice cream. Well, that's nice. Yeah, sort of had a rough that's day. Nice. I was like, was "Do really you want nice. ice cream right now?" <laughs> he was like, "Oh my god, do you want ice cream right now?" I was like, ice cream uh, truck is out in the driveway. It's right next to our car. Do you want ice cream? I'm sorry, I, as I have a glass of wine in my hand. I was like, "Uh, yeah." <laughs> so we ran outside, like. Shoving little kids so, out of the way. We didn't shove the I Heisman trophied one kid. <laughs> I was like, fuck off, Junior. But no, it was really cute to see the excitement of like the kids in the neighborhood. And they were just so enthusiastic. I'm like, oh my God, there's ice cream. And then there, here's Patrick and I. We're like, oh my God, there's ice cream. There was a lady who was like walking over. And she was like, she had like, I don't know, 12 or three kids that she was bringing along with her. That's kind of a great disparity I know, 12 or I stopped counting after three. I don't know how many more she had. 12, but 20, she came 80 over bajillion, and she two was and like, a half. Kind of like, <sighs> but then she like saw me. I looked over and I was just like, like hopping a little bit because I was so excited I was going to get ice cream from an ice cream truck. And she just like kind of got this smirk on her face. Like you could tell she was going back to when she was a kid, too. She's like, oh, I got to go buy you kids ice cream. The, uh, ah. the really nice lady driving the truck kind of got a kick out of giving Patsy and I our Batman and Hello Kitty <laughs> ice cream. She's That's like, here great. you go. And we were like, thank you. <laughs> and she laughed a little bit. It was just, just you know. And it was so good. It was, it was really delicious. Nice and sugary. and It was like, it wasn't quite ice cream, but it wasn't quite a popsicle. But, like, sometimes you just kind of need those little bits of nostalgia just to yeah. kind of bring you back. You know, like when you go into a store and you see a candy that you haven't seen in yeah. years. Or, um, you know, I know a lot of movies are getting reboots and stuff. But a lot of times with these reboots of movies, like the live action Disney movies that they're doing now. The <coughs> garbage. Oh, excuse me. Not Jeez, all Patrick. of them. Not all of them. But with the coming forth of the live action movies the cartoon versions are becoming a little more popular too so it's mm. nice to see them on like Netflix or something you yeah. know and you're like oh my god I love this movie you know or you go to like Target and it's on sale or something and you're like oh my god like you know I know the Little Mermaid live action is coming out soon but Little Mermaid's on sale at Target and I fucking love Ursula so I just need to say one thing about these live action quote unquote okay no 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 we're not gonna go no, into no. Right now. because no. how can it be live action if like 99.9% of it is CGI I mean okay like uh, Ooh, live action good. Lion King no it's not yeah, but you really enjoyed the Jungle Book. I did, but that had like a real kid. But they didn't say but like it's live were... action. No, it's not live action. It's CGI. It's animated. Like, don't call it. Like, I have no problem with them remaking it if but they're going to do it well. I mean, I, it's still enjoyable. I have an issue with them calling like, "Ooh, the live action Lion King." Like, they already did that. It was on Broadway. People dressed up as lions. Is that what they're doing? Oh God, I want to see that so bad. But if, if that's not what they're Lion doing, King on Broadway, like hit me up, tell me how was it, because I still want to see it. Oh, let me turn my mic on first. <laughs> I thought he like, cut it. I no, like, I cut yes. my I cut my own <laughs> mic. Even I don't want to put up with see, my shit. If you wish long enough and loud enough, it like dreams true. do come true. Children, Even I don't want to put up with my own shit. So, Wolfie, uh, talking yeah. about these uh, ice cream trucks, I know you have some experience, but uh, when you were a kid. Did you ever get 
the wrestling uh, ice cream bars, like the WWF ones? Not on an ice cream truck, but yeah, I, I do remember getting them. I don't know if my my mom bought them for me. I don't remember, but I, do, I have had them. Right, yeah, or maybe yeah. it was at an event. I can't. Uh, yeah, I think it was at a WWE event, actually. See, I always got them off the ice cream truck because I never really went to events, but we had them on the ice cream truck. They were $1.25, and those were like some of the most expensive things you could get, but we didn't care. Did you get like, the Hulk Hogan one? I got Hulk Hogan, and I was jealous because my brother got the Ultimate Warrior, and like he wouldn't trade with me. But I do remember watching the WWF show, and there was a guy named Bastion Booger, and like his thing mm-hmm. was he yeah. was just like really gross and stuff. And like he was walking by, and he took somebody's ice cream, and then like wiped it on his forehead oh. to get away all the sweat, and then ate it. Ew. I was like, that dude's gross, and I'd be pissed because you know that friggin' ice cream probably cost around seven dollars at the event, and Bastion Book like I'd be like. Fucking Bastion Booger just took my... If it was like Bret Hart, I'd be like, all right, you know, do whatever you need to fuel Take up. Take my ice cream, Bret Hart. Do good stuff. Yeah, fuel up, whatever you need. And then, you know, but Bastion Booger, it's like, oh, yeah, there's a story to tell your kids. It's terrible. So uh, so today we're going to be talking about Bastion Booger and stealing ice cream. Happy two years. It is. It was uh, yesterday, technically. Was, <laughs> it was our two our, Oh, it's our two-year <laughs> birthday. To your birthday. Happy birthday. We already turned 100 and now we're turning two. Happy birthday to us. Hooray, we we did it. We look like a monkey and we smell like one too. (laughs) So, uh. Some of us, not all of us. (laughs) So, what are we we talking about today? I don't know. Well, I believe we have another special guest joining us today. We, We did. Uh. Special guest, would you like to uh, introduce yourself? Because I am not allowed to do so. <laughs> yes. My name is Dr. I've Got the Whatabottom, and I am a comic book character crisis counselor. I am very honored to join you on this journey today, and I really much enjoyed your ice cream story. Well, I should hope so. Even I remember you. You. you were at a conference like. Several years ago at WPI. Yes, Dr. Ruth and I are very good friends. So uh, before we get started today, I'd like us all to create our safe space creature that will guide us on our feelings journey. First, take a deep breath in, hold, and release. Uh, We all need to take a deep breath in. No. Hold and release. With each deep breath you take, I want you to envision positivity. A world with no Thanos. A world where all of your favorite characters are still alive. A world where Wakanda truly is forever. Now, I want you to imagine yourself (laughs) in a field. Stop hitting the doctor. (coughs) Sorry, I can't help myself. Oh, no, it's okay. I get it all the time. Now, I want you to imagine yourself in a field. You are... (laughs) (laughs) It's not her fault. She doesn't have any pants on, so it's, it's really weird. I am so sorry. I should have been more prepared for today. 
We told you about it weeks now, ago. I want you to imagine yourself in a field. You are all alone. And suddenly, an animal appears. This animal is your safe space creature. Mine is a hippopotamus. <laughs> Mr. Patsy, what is yours? A snowman. <laughs> yes, snowman. Yes. I, I've never got to. What, why did you choose a snowman? Uh, because it represents fluidity and change. Ah, I see. You went very deep with your with your safe space creature. Yes. Miss Agent Nicole, what is yours? Um, I will be a stallion. Oh, the Ooh. nice, big, bulging stallion. So I can run away from my fucking feelings. I don't want to talk about this shit. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Johnny Wolfenstein. <laughs> what is your safe space creature? I have a mouthful of bagel. <laughs> That's a weird creature. To that is. <laughs> uh, mine would be uh, Pomeranian. I was going to ah, guess that. Yeah. The beautiful and mystical Pomeranian. Yes. And, and, and Miss Ashes, what is your safe space creature? Um, well, I, I, the first thing that came to my mind was RuPaul. So I think RuPaul is. I thought it would be a box of wine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, RuPaul holding a box of wine is my safe space. I thought RuPaul holding a box of wine was my Patronus. Patronus. Well, that too. It it doubles. RuPaul is a multitasker and she is just up for anything. Ah, yes, that is a very good answer. A multitasker. RuPaul. I am, I am familiar with the RuPaul. I watched the drag race. It's very good. So, yeah, so let us continue. <laughs> Doctor, have you ever been to Jamaica? Like, the part in Germany? <laughs> I was going to ask, are you related to Hans Lande? <laughs> yes, uh, that is a bingo. <laughs> oh, crazy. I just want you to remember this the next time you want to give me shit about calling in voices. Not that I've ever done that, but just the next time <laughs> you want to do that. I have no everybody. Like, I have no idea. You are completely disrespecting the doctor yeah, right now. How I have dare no you. idea. We have Doctor I've Got a What a Bottom. <laughs> is that your married name or is that your, like, um. Oh, dear, I am not married. I do not trust the men's. Whoa, your hand's coming too close to me. <laughs> they changed it when they came to Ellis Island. It used to be hot ass. <laughs> But anyways, Dr. Whatabottom is here <laughs> to kind of guide us on this Infinity War therapy session that we're about to embark on. And I know I have a lot of feelings. I know you both have a lot of feelings. Some of our listeners at home have a lot of feelings. And I mean, I've been trying to decipher some of my feelings for a long time. And I feel very grateful to have somebody like Dr. Whatabottom in studio right now just just, just to kind of, you know, be like a mediator and to kind of help us on this journey, you know, where we develop our feelings and we talk about our feelings and and kind of learn to to cope with what we've seen and how to how to move on from this. Well, I think the first way of, of of moving on from it is accepting what we saw. I mean, I I didn't... Ah, yes, yes. The first, the first thing you need to do is acknowledge what you've seen 
and accept it. Well, I mean, I know that's technically the final uh, stage of grief, you know. But I think it's different for movies. Uh, I suppose, uh, but I'm just saying, like, that's... But I think accepting it is definitely the first thing you need to do because you can't deny it. You can't. Well, I mean, you can like get you, mad about it. You, you can get bargain. mad about it, but you can't change it. You didn't write the movie. Yeah, you can't. You're not employed with it. by Marvel. I mean, it would be great if you were. Like, oh God, if you I are, so hit me up. Monies. But like, you're you don't have any. You're just a patron watching these movies. <laughs> you are here for entertainment, and are you not entertained? Like, I mean, I was very entertained by Infinity War, but oh my God, I I have. So many things. And um, before we really delve into this, I just kind of want to be like a spoiler alert. We're going to get into some major, major, major <laughs> spoilage territory. So if you happen to have not seen Infinity War yeah, yet. Yeah, if you're one of the eight people left on the planet who hasn't seen you know, this film. Turn us off and either go see it or come back to this episode. Hit pause. Leave whatever you're doing. You know, your sister's graduation. You know, your brother's bar mitzvah. A not bris, important. Not important. Whatever you're doing, just leave. Go, uh, go see Infinity War and come back and pick up where you left right. off. Right, we'll be here. We'll be here. So uh, go see it and come back. But if you have seen it, oh my fucking god, they hit you over the head like immediately. I okay. Let's talk about the first major. So uh, are we going to break? Can, or no, we're just going do break. we want to talk to do, do we want to go to break before we delve into we can just the keep craziness going, like, or I'm do we want to go keep going I don't know we can just keep going okay, okay I yeah. don't know um, let's ask the doctor because she did go to Gudger College so she's probably good about knowing when we should uh, we should go to break I think you need to follow what you're feeling do you feel that you need to go to break I'm feeling a lot of shame and regret right now and how does that make you feel? Shameful and regretful. Should I ring the bell Regarding for you? what? Regarding a lot of life choices. Oh. <laughs> wow. Shit is gonna get real. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm having a hard I'm, time placing your accent. Where exactly are you from? Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> She's well traveled. And I don't mean she travels a lot. <laughs> I think what Dr. Whatabottom is trying to say is that fuck your feelings. It's all about my feelings and Nathan Nicole's feelings. I think she means that she enjoys all the meats of our cultural stew. Um, yes, I, I think that uh, I just enjoy a lot of things. A lot of things? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And what is your doctorate in? <laughs> She's a doctorate in psychology I, and sociology. I, I went to Stanley University. Stanley University. <laughs> I have my degree in comic book character crisis counseling. <laughs> I wasn't aware that was a thing. CBCC. It is a very special, special, special niche. She has a PD. She has a PD. <laughs> what? Stop making shit I actually, up. Actually, I, I have an OPP. Yeah, you know me. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. But anyway, I think it is very important. That it- <laughs> 
Shut it, Patrick. I think it is very important that we are sitting here and we are talking about our feelings. This is a safe space that we have created. I don't feel safe. (laughs) Just imagine your stallion. We need to call upon our, our... Safe Just imagine mounting your creatures. stallion. We need to call Should upon our space, safe space creatures to guide us on this journey. Oh, safe space creatures. Guide us on this journey through this therapy session. I'm galloping away. We are creating this safe space so we can talk about our feelings. So why don't you describe some... Have you seen the movie? Oh, yes. Many times. Yeah? What was your, uh, what was your favorite part? Oh, well, my favorite part is when everyone was alive. My least favorite part is when everyone was dead. That sounds like you haven't seen the movie. No, I've seen the movie. Have you seen the movie? People are alive and then people die. (coughs) I think you're just kind of describing, like, anything... I'm questioning your credentials. I've seen her. She was talking at WPI and Clark University. She's legit. This Too legit true. to quit. I do. Hey, hey. <laughs> so, yes, let's start by focusing on the opening of the uh, of the movie. Can, uh, I, can oh, yeah. I talk about Loki now? Yeah, yes. I just said let's focus okay. on the opening of the movie. Right. So. Trying to figure out what you, Whataburger's doing. <laughs> Dr. Whatabottom is a highly praised, highly credentialed specialist in her field. Is she special <laughs> And we are very honored to have her here. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, she... Uh, I don't know. I asked her how much it was going to cost us to do this, and she said she was doing it pro boner. So I'm not sure... She's funny. She's funny. But anyways, so if you recall to... Um, recall back to our... Infinity War episode, our, our Thanos episode. Um, the first half we talked about Thanos in more of the comic book sense, and then the second half is when we gave our predictions and stuff for the movie. Thanos, the Hands of Fate, part one and two. We pretty much said that we all predicted <laughs> that Loki was going to die. Uh, I did not anticipate Loki dying within the te- first like ten minutes of the movie. Uh, I did specifically. <laughs> well, I know you did. I I kind of figured he was going to die, but I thought he was going to be more of a plot point to the movie. Yeah, I, I figured it was going to be one of those quick things at the beginning to really make it seem like, you know, Thanos meant business. That's what I, I thought. And I feel like this is like the official end of Loki, the character. I yeah. feel like when other characters... and, and Okay, so kind of a prediction i feel like we all know that certain characters are going to come back in some way shape or form like something's gonna happen and time is going to be reversed or some something's gonna happen and characters are gonna come back but i feel like loki is not going to come back no i think it's only going to be the uh (coughs) people that were killed off with the final act but i was so so just devastated seeing um, not only how quickly he died, but how he died. Like, <laughs> I... Uh, I mean, he specifically says no resurrections. 
It was just sad. It shook me. I was shook I, in the theater. I so shook. I yeah, you that, yelled out no. Yeah. I did. But you no, know, no, no. Like, in my defense, though, there were, like, a bunch of, like, girls sitting behind us. And they were like, no! So I was in good company screaming out no to our emo Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> I was, when I saw that, I was like, oh, fuck. Well, Ashes is going to be really upset about this. I mean, but I kind of I kind of figured it you was pred- coming, though. I, yeah. I knew, I, I predicted it. Like, I knew it was coming. Um, but I just didn't think it was going to happen that soon. You know, like that quick, like like it was going to open with, you know, this is happening and by Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, like, uh, uh, that was rough. And that was rough. And but then Hemdall. Oh my god! Yeah, Hemdall. Yep. Which, which kind of blew your. Well, we'll talk about the Soul Stone, but you both predicted that it would be with him. And yeah, that totally, didn't... totally thought it was um, Heimdall <laughs> as the H. And thought it was like his eyes or something. The his eyes that saw into the Souls. future and yeah, the yeah. Soul Stone. Um, boy, were we wrong. No one predicted it, right? It's still the age. Because you had to heave your daughter off a cliff. I mean, yeah. That that, that could kind of go... That could work. It was his heart. But still, and I mean, we kind of knew that certain characters weren't going to make it because of just, you know, pop culture news. We knew certain contracts weren't being renewed or certain contracts were up and people were... A lot of people predicted that um, Captain America and Iron Man was going to get killed off this this film, and that did not happen. Yeah, I, I was one of those. I said I said like half of the people. <coughs> I thought it was kind of uh, fitting though that the like OG characters, like the OG Avengers, were the ones that survived. I think next. I well, I'm just like an earlier prediction, and then we'll talk about it. But I think next film will be like their swan song, kind of like. I agree. I agree because I know um, Chris Hemsworth is looking to uh, bury Molnir. I mean, granted, no, not Mel- what's that? Stormbreaker. Stor- that's but Stormbreaker is a new, new one. Yeah. Um. And I think uh, Evans Chris Evans yeah. is really looking to uh, put the shield to rest. No peers are two. <clears throat> is that really happening? I would love that, but no. I thought that, um, s- sorry, side note, I thought Snowpiercer was getting a Netflix. Netflix series. That's what I heard, too, but I don't know. If you haven't seen Snowpiercer, do yourself a favor and do it. It's brilliant. Like, Tilda Swinton is in it. it got Chris Evans. Gr- John Hurt. Yeah, great cast. Like, I, I did not predict. Octavia Spencer. Yeah, I did not predict the ending of that at all. It was so good. Um... But anyways, <coughs> a lot of our original people, like their contracts are coming up. They kind of want out of their contracts. They're looking to venture into other endeavors, which is understandable. They've been doing this for 10 years. Yeah. And I think it's also, I know we're branching away from what we were going to talk about, but like it is branching away for a new movement of new characters coming in. And a lot of it, I think... Um, Fargi has mentioned that Feige? Whatever his name is I I wasn't sure who you were talking about No, I was talking about him Kevin Feige Yep Um, He has mentioned several times that the the next few years It's going to be a little bit more of a women empowerment kind of feeling Yeah, there's going to be more female characters than men So here for I heard rumor of a Black Widow movie 
And uh, I mean, kind of hoping that it happens, but at the same time, like, I kind of feel like we should have had it a few years ago. We should have. And, and it kind of already came out as Red Sparrow. Yeah, and that's a another bit. thing, too. Yeah. Um, but I'm really f- all for having more female-centered characters. And we're going to see that with not only the uh, Captain Marvel movie coming out in, what, March of next year? March 6, 2019. But, uh, hello, the end credit scene where clearly Nick Fury was calling on Captain Marvel to come save the day. Something is going to happen. She's going to be, like, one of the saviors of the Avengers 4 uh, movie. She's going to be the most powerful character, and she's going to end up being their leader. She is the most powerful most powerful character in the Marvel universe, regardless comic or the Oh, there's MCU. some debate. I mean, as like, to who the most well, which is probably the why they call her Captain Marvel. Yeah. Because she's like super powerful. But I'm totally here for mm-hmm. a female revolution. I mean like that's just Well typical. they also Tessa were talking Thompson, about Kamala Tessa. Khan coming on as the uh Muslim girl who Oh Miss Marvel. Yeah, Miss Marvel but doesn't quite have the same amount of power. She can make her hands really big and punch guys. <coughs> so what I'd like to do is kind of go around the room and let's talk about which parks. I know we have a lot of feelings. Show us on the doll where Infinity Thanos War hurt us. Yeah, <laughs> show us where Thanos hurt you. Um, yeah. Talk about the part that fucked you up the most. Oh, shit. Oh, well, for That's, me, it's, I think it's, it's be everybody. pretty easily pretty easily got to be Mr. Stark oh. I don't feel so good and that's crazy because like I mean obviously he has his spidey senses and I read this in, a, in a, I didn't make the connection initially uh, while watching the film but I read an article after because his uh, his spidey senses were tingling so he knew that was going to happen and he he knew, knew something bad like he didn't he couldn't put that fine a point on it but he knew something and like he knew it before everybody else did i mean you got dr strange like yeah whatever i'm disintegrating into a million pieces whatever yeah, but dr strange he, knew. he said that he knew that um he went through for 14 right. million six six hundred and five or something like that right and um <laughs> Tony Stark was like, how many, and, and how we, many of these like times do we win? And he said like once. One. So Dr. Strange knows something that we don't. And I think Dr. Strange knows that certain things need to happen. Certain events need to happen in order for them to come out on top. And I think Dr. Strange knows that he needs to disappear and other people n- need to disappear. Thanos needs to think that he has won in order for the Avengers to ultimately win. Correct. Yeah, and, Mm-mm. you know, he knows what needed to happen. He saw what needed to be. So, in a way, Doctor Strange is the best at avoiding spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I already know how this is going to end, so don't even worry about it. Oh, by the way, this is the only way. <sighs> and he disappeared. But, like, that's so crazy, though. I mean, like, it definitely didn't lessen the effect at all, the fact that he says all this and then he disappears. Especially when you think of how frosty his relationship was with Tony Stark. Because you sit there and you think about, like, is he sacrificing himself for the greater good? The greater good. You know, (laughs) or is he on to something? Does he know something that we don't? Both. You know, I agree. So it's definitely both. I mean, he 
he has he at that time he had the time stone so he could see what is going to happen in the future and you know i'm kind of glad he didn't say like hey people are gonna die you know and i'm glad that he didn't say anything else aside from what he said the information that he gave tony this is the only way right you know so knowing that if if they ha- if he had given anybody any other information, he may have altered the timeline. Correct. Versus mm-hmm. if he just allowed things to happen the way that they happened, things can pro- progress in a natural manner like in which had, it's supposed to happen. Like if he had tried to stop uh, Star Lord, Star Lord from yeah. slapping Thanos around. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. What about you, Agent Nicole? What was your like super sad moment? Well, the last five minutes was just a freaking <laughs> shit show. I. Oh yes. I my best friend was with me when we watched it and I was just she said she looked at me for five like she saw from the corner of her eye throughout the last five minutes I didn't move my hand was over my mouth and I was just in tears even though I knew this was kind of gonna happen I just it it you know you expect certain characters to go you know dust away but it was really with Spider-Man, Spider-Boy, Iron Boy. Iron Spider-Man. Iron Spider-Man. Like, the way, like, you know, you got Steve with Bucky and um, T'Challa telling... um, Okoye. Okoye that this is no place to die. And, you know, War Machine's looking for Falcon. Like, those all hit. And, like, I will step... I will do a different point... A different moment because definitely Spider-Man really hit the home, but it's with Scarlet Witch. Yes. she had to see Vision twice. That yes, <laughs> that one was yes. fucked up. She oh had to. She had, she had to, to break him. him. She had to kill him, and then Thanos reversed it and killed him again. And I was like, that is so and then she fu- fucking disappeared. Yep, and she disappeared. And then she disappeared. So not only did she have to kill. Vision in order to save them, and then I'm saying this because this is my <laughs> fucked up moment. Um, not only did she have to kill Vision in order to save and protect the Mind Stone, yeah. the Mind Gem, but then Thanos brings him back to life so Thanos can take the Mind Gem, and then fucking kills him anyways. And then Scarlet Witch, it, while she's in the process of mourning this whole thing, like what the fuck just happened, disintegrates yeah, along she... with all of her friends. And oh my god, like I'm I I love Scarlet Witch in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. I think Elizabeth Olsen is the perfect person to play her. I've loved what she's done. And I seriously thought, and I still think, that Scarlet Witch is of the next generation mm-hmm. Avengers. Yeah. I think, and, and I think Vision is as well. I think something's going to happen, and certain characters are going to be brought back. But just seeing that, like, you can really just empathize with this character. Like, she's trying to do what's best, and... You know, I know that Vision isn't human. Like, he's not... He's real, but he's not. He's, he's a paranoid What got angry. me was, like, I feel you. I yes. love you. And I was like, oh, oh my God. My and God. that's even worse than, like, I love you. It's like, <clears throat> I feel you. And, oh, my God. It just got me. I have to, I have to do an honorable mention. Um, and we found this out after the fact because it came out because there was no way of knowing it. <laughs> when it happened originally 
But uh, for those of you who are not aware, when teenage Groot turns to uh, Rocket and uh, says, I am Groot, Groot, the translation for that was Dad. Dad. Oh, my God. You went to tell me, and I already oh knew. Oh, my God. I went to tell her. She was already crying. She's like, did you know about Groot and Rocket? Rabbits. <laughs> Rabbit. Rabbits. Groot and Rabbit, yeah. Rabbits. Um, yeah, that was that was rough too. I, I think but that, it, that that's my second, and then um, I think that's Spider-Man more like is my third. Like when you rubbing fight. salt in the wound, yeah. it's like, yeah, you remember how sad you were at the end of that? Well, you weren't sad enough, goddammit. <laughs> I, looking back on it, I feel like I hate it a little bit less because I know that it's a movie trying to accomplish something. But walking out of the theater, I was so grumpy. It was. <laughs> It's like the Russo brothers went to George R. R. Martin and was like, "Hey, teach, to, yeah, teach, teach me your ways, teach George me how R. R. Martin. People, make people how do I piss off my fans?" It was so after the last scene where you know we see like the survivors are kind of trying to collect their thoughts of like what the fuck just happened. When I was in the theater, it was complete silence. I think it was perfect that they at the end credits that it was just black and white just straight through where it was just it gave it was like the perfect way to I wouldn't say the perfect way to end it but it was the perfect way to let viewers kind of just take a moment to un remember slash absorb everything that they have just witnessed because we always see the good guys always winning or we always root for the good guys to win where now the tables have turned where the good guys are in a dilemma where they're trying to find a way to win and they got their ass handed to them. I mean, it's the first Should time that they've... The head. It's the Fuck first... It Thor. Uh, yeah. It's the first time that they've really been beat. Correct. It's the first movie that has ended without an ultimate defeat. Correct. It's the first movie where the audience feels defeated. And, I mean, we know, obviously, there's going to be Avengers 4. Certain things are going to be resolved. There's another uh, Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man takes place, like, three to four minutes after Avengers 4. Okay. And so then yeah, we know that there's another Spider-Man movie coming out. We know Guardians that, um, is actually filming this summer. Guardians there's 3, another, yeah. like, a, yeah, Guardians 3, 3 has been greenlit. Um, <clears throat> there's a second Black Panther that's Correct. been greenlit. We know that Captain Marvel is coming mm. out. Um, we have Ant-Man and Wasp that's coming out in a couple of weeks that we're actually going to be talking about next week. There's major um, rave reviews about it, and there's possibly a third one with Ant-Man 3. You know, so we know that some of these characters live on in some way, shape, or form. We're not quite sure of what the timeline is in comparison to Infinity War and Avengers 4. Aside from the Spider-Man movie, which is called, what, Far From Home? Thank yes, you. Tom Holland. Tom Holland, who can't quite keep his mouth shut. shut. Oh, he didn't say it. He just waved he just the iPad waved, around. He's just like, here's the iPad with the script. And this just, just um, happens. With we do. Me we do called. know the the timeline. Yeah. For these movies, uh, the Ant Man and Wasp film is going to show us where they were post Civil War through the end of Infinity War. Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. I think there's either a post credit scene. There's two. Or there's all right. Two scene, but 
I was going to say, like, I don't know if it's the end or if it's the, the mid and uh, post credit scenes that explain what, if anything, happens to, <gasps> you know, that crew. You know, yeah. Luis and, and the Van Dynes and... Because we already know Van that Dine, that uh, Michelle Pfeiffer comes that? back because that's been spoiled. Yeah. Um, because they talk about, like, there's a scene where they're all standing together. Yeah. You know, so it's Michael Douglas and, and, and Evangeline Lilly and Michelle Pfeiffer and Paul Rudd. And um, I'm blanking on the character that plays Luis. Carlos Pena? Carlos Pena. Um, I was thinking Mendoza because I have Simpsons on the brain. Um, but they all are together, mm-hmm. from what I understand, in one of these post-credit scene. Yeah. And then we figure out watch it just like half of the ants disappear. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Anthony! Anthony! <laughs> but like yeah and then we know that Captain Marvel is set in the 90s where um, Fury has two eyes. Yeah this is yeah so this is this prior is to everything. This is what yeah she's the first Avenger that was asked to be in the initiative not Tony Stark so fuck you Iron Man. Um Girl power. Huh? I think, yeah, I heard Spider-Man is right after Iron... Like, uh, four minutes. Yeah. Like, it starts... <coughs> think of it like how we expect uh, Avengers 4 to pick up right after I feel Infinity like, War. Although I don't think it will. I, I think it's no, going to be I, like six months or a year yeah, or something. I think it's yeah, There's I, been a lot of um, film... film uh, shoots for it right now a lot of leaked footage yeah like, a very older tony but stark you wonder if it's leaked purposely well some like of it is kind of you know kind of like a, a to go back to game of thrones like that's what game of thrones likes to do maybe but like these are some pretty like mark ruffalo in full motion capture yeah uh ant-man with uh, uh steve America. rogers yeah. but with his Avengers one outfit yeah. on, oh yeah, so like but you know young shaven and like, and they're all wearing these weird things on their hands, which I think is going to be. I, I mean, like, do we want to make predictions? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I definitely think with the Ant Man and the Wasp, and this is tying in what we're going to talk about next week. But I think in the Ant Man and the Wasp, I think it's kind of not like it's kind of known that they're going to talk about the quantum realm. And I think that is going to play a big role with them trying to go back to capture the stones because we see in the film with uh, Tyrion Lannister, he's got not just, you know, he, there was one gauntlet. There's another one. I think they're going to go back using the quantum realm and go capture a lot of the stones. And or try they're, going to alternate realities to get Correct. alternate versions yeah. of the stone. Yeah, because there is I there is also like, a, I wouldn't say a spoiler, but there was a rumor that Steve Rogers actually goes back and he actually lives a life with Peggy, which I hope that's true because I need more Agent Carter in my life. But, you know, I do think that there that's going to be a major key because I think with Ant-Man and the Wasp, it's going to lead up into using this new you know, using the quantum realm and they're going to use that for Avengers four in, and try to get everything and try to reverse what has happened. My prediction for this is I don't have a f- full prediction yet. Cause I haven't, I haven't like really, I want to see Ant-Man and the wasp. And yeah. then I want to see 
Captain Marvel before I make any predictions for like what I think is going to yeah. happen. But I don't, this is more of a, this is more of a what I think would be fucking awesome to see as opposed to what I think we'll end up seeing. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Thanos Buster armor powered by Infinity Stones. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of plausible, though. Like, that's yeah. something that could happen. Um, my only, and this is going to sound super lame, but my only prediction is satisfaction. I think yeah. that fans, including myself, are going <clears throat> to feel very satisfied and complete at the end of Avengers 4, where we felt so hollow and ripped apart at the end of Infinity War. You know, these characters that we've spent a decade investing ourselves in. Like, seriously, like, Patrick and I have only been together nine years. My uh, relationship with Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, predates Patrick. <laughs> like, that's crazy. You know, it's just you put so much time and effort into these characters and you really start to care about them. You yeah. know it's fake. You know it's just entertainment. But still, you can't help but care about these characters. Yeah. And to see their fate in, you know, in Infinity War, especially some of these newer characters that you were just recently introduced to, <coughs> Wakanda forever, <coughs> not so much. <coughs> More like Wakanda um, for about three months. Right. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's don't make me care about something that you're just going to take away from me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, you know, Marvel's not like that. Mar- Marvel's not going to play you like that. You know, like they're not going to do your wrong like that. Well, I think the other thing with with Marvel is, and you know, we talk about this all the time. Like, if you aren't invested in these characters, like when we talked after the thing, like one of the first things we talked was, Jesus, I hope Shuri's okay. Well, and that's the thing. Like, you know, are we going to get a Shuri-centered movie? (coughs) A Black Panther starring Shuri? You know, is she going to take over Wakanda? Is she going to become the Black Panther? Are we going to see a Guardian? I I agree. And I think maybe if we have the corpse of Vision, I think she's going to play a role. Like, another prediction. I think she's going to have to play a role in, like, trying to get him Mm -hmm. back together. I think we're going to see... An all-new Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't think they all come back. No. I but think Gamora's gone. Yeah, Gamora, Gamora no, is Gamora gone. No, Gamora is the one that's the safest. You think so? Because I, yeah. I think Gamora is the ultimate Gamora is inside the Soul Stone. You think she's legit inside the stone? We saw her. We legitimately saw her in the Soul Stone. We saw Thanos die and go to the Soul Realm, but come back. I think he's still in that Soul Stone. And our buddy Steve Van Samson pointed out that at the end of the Infinity War storyline in the comics, Thanos was just hanging out on a farm somewhere. Yeah. And that's Mm -hmm. pretty much what we see at the end of the movie. So what I want to know is, and and this is a question that was not answered in Infinity War, where the fuck is Hawkeye? I I ought to, yeah, I think... I think we're going to find this out. We're going to find out. I think... I honestly think we we were told that, you know, because of Scott and Clint had a deal with the government where they were mm-hmm. house arrest. I think we're going to see Clint come out of the world works. I think his family is 
disappeared. And I think that's well because he's he's Linda Cardellini like, was oh, initially um, credited in Infinity War, but so and, was Paul Rudd. Right, yeah. they they were, and then they were once the a couple of weeks after the movie dropped, they were taken out of the yeah, credits. off the yeah. IMDb page. Yeah, and I think. I think he is, Ronan. I think he's going to be like the next Coulson where he is trying to get people well, there to... There have been set photos from the next movie released where he's walking through a parking lot and like the armor that he's yeah. wearing from like for his legs is the Ronan armor. Yeah. And so. like I, I th- somebody said that we find out that he's been in Japan... I mentioned that at when we were talking... Well, no, I mean, not just on this show. I'm saying like some of like the... The YouTube people that yeah, I checked out. Yeah, there was a lot of um, rumors that they were filming in Japan, and I think that was we were. I like I had mentioned on the show that that there's possibility that we might see him in Japan where he's recruiting people. Like, <clears throat> I think I haven't watched all of Shield. I think he's going to be the next Coulson, where he is kind of taking on like an under army or something to help fight for this you know shit show that's happening. I mean, I love seeing Jeremy Renner, and I love him as Hawkeye, and I would love... And he looks good. I like the new hair. I just do. love Jeremy Renner. I, saw, I know. I just did love... Did you see the uh, Saturday Night Live thing with him? And he's I like, think so. They're like, Hawkeye, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm out of arrows. Well, how many did you bring? I bring as many as I could. <laughs> like, 11. They're like, but there's like 10,000... You know, aliens coming in through and destroying the city. Yeah, and I killed 11 of them. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's going to be interesting to... I think Marvel knows that it kind of has to redeem itself with its fans. But I think that was the whole plan all along. I don't think they were ever worried about that. (laughs) Well, no, no, no. I I agree with you. I agree with you. But I also feel that, you know, Marvel split this movie into two parts. They knew the outcome of this movie before they even began shooting. I think that they, you know, there was knew a timeline was... for it 10 years ago. There was a way that they were, they've, build... they've changed some things. Cause there yeah. were, think about when the first time we saw Thanos, that is not the Thanos that we got yeah. in this movie. Yeah, even the second true. time. Hey, purple like, ball sack. They <laughs> might've had a general, general outline, but like yeah. they, there is subtle details and minutia that they didn't plan that they've kind of, retconned and changed. But I mean, in their defense, they knew where they were heading with this whole Marvel Cinematic Universe storyline, which is impressive if you take into consideration all of the movies. I will say one thing, though, because there's something that has bugged me for a while. Okay. And it's one of the... It's one... I think it's Civil War when they're interrogating the guy and he's like... Uh, it's it's uh, Ro- not Rhodey. It's uh, Falcon and Cap, and they've got like the um, Larry Sanders Hydra buddy. Maybe it was Winter Soldier, and they're like, "Why are you watching him?" And he's like, "Oh, we've been watching lots of people, you know, like this guy and this guy and Stephen Strange." And it's like, "Yes, yep." Why would you be keeping an eye on Stephen Strange? Because the only time he was a threat, and anytime he did anything was after he got his powers, and this took place prior. So unless you knew he was going to get his powers and become the Sorcerer Supreme, why would you be keeping an eye on him? I think a couple of times they've done that just to sort of like... Because they like dropping names like in 
Age of Ultron, like they had the map behind them, and it was like, oh, here's Wakanda, and here's you know some place in the middle of the ocean that everyone just assumes is Atlantis. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you know, that's fine, but. You know, certain things like they're doing just as fan service, like because that never really made any sense. It's like you consider this arrogant surgeon <coughs> a threat. Like I don't really think you do. Well, I mean, they also had multiple writers and multiple directors for all of these movies. Correct. So the fact that they were able to make everything like one semi-cohesive that's, that's unit. That's that's Feige, that's yeah. he's you know, kind like, of steered that, that ship. That is incredible. Incredible. That is so impressive. That's something that I would love to see the DC universe accomplish, but we know that's not going to happen. That um, might, with the way they've given Jeff Johns control, the way Kevin Feige has control now. Yeah. But uh, speaking of DC, you made me think of something. Mm-hmm. So, talking about our predictions, one I of the predict predictions. that Aquaman is going to be really hot. One of the predictions <laughs> I have <laughs> is going to be. What when you think of DC movies, what is the best, most emotionally stirring scene in all of the DC movies we've seen so far? Um, the okay, so it's going to be in the Heath Ledger. Nope. Christopher Nolan. No, you don't. You don't put that in that one. I haven't really seen a lot of DC films. It's the No Man's Land scene. In Wonder Woman, when she, you know, puts her tiara on and grabs oh her shield my God, and goes yes. up into the, yes. leaves the and trench, she and goes just up completely there. disregards everyone yeah. and just goes that up. That is what we are going to see. Something similar with like the Avengers. I mean, the, the Wonder Woman thing. Tina Tina Guo, I believe I'm pronouncing that right. She's the one who came up with that. She's the one who created it. That theme, that's the best theme in all of the comic movies. So there's no debate Can on that. Can we just say that what I've seen for, I mean, I hate to, I, I, but this is what we do. Um, Wonder Woman 84. Oh, my God. Good. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, that's all I'm going to say about that. But, oh, my God, I'm so excited. We'll, we'll definitely re- revisit We, we will Wonder revisit Man. Wonder Woman. But, but anyways. What we're going to see is we are going to see something similar with Captain Marvel in this in this yeah. Avengers four movie, and the thing is with Brie Larson, and I know um, Brie Larson has really taken. She has been very open, and same with Samuel Jackson that she's taken this role very very seriously because she knows that she's going to be playing a huge part in the future of the MCU, and I know uh, Samuel Jackson has praised her for just she has jumped into this big ship. And it's a lot to take. Mm-hmm. And she has, I she she's like my spirit animal right now because she's just. I'm not even talking her movie. No, I'm talking no, Avengers I Four. Like I, there's going to be a scene where she just she's like, you know what? Time to turn the tide, and she's going to stroll in, and she's just going. There's going to be this huge swell. Maybe that's an original score, or an original theme, or something. Yeah. But there's going to be this huge swell of music, and everybody in the theater is going to get like chills and goosebumps. I, well, all the rational ones, not the ones like, oh, a girl can't be a superhero. Oh, yeah, I, have a story, I have yes. a story about that. So at the end of Avengers Infinity War, we see Nick Fury and Maria Hill, and they're dealing with the what's happening with, mm-hmm. you know, there's an, 
there's something happening in Wakanda and everyone is, you know, disappearing. And Nick Fury grabs a beeper from obviously from like the 90s and calls Captain Marvel. I clapped. I was the only one who clapped. I had goosebumps going all over my body. The fucking guy next to me was like, who the fuck is that? And I had to school his ass. Hey, what? Wait, wait, wait. On this show, we do not ever scold someone for not being familiar with a specific fandom. I understand your point of view. But the way that he said it, I was like, Captain Marvel, she is a... And he just gave me this face of like, really? You took it as an opportunity to. I wasn't an asshole about it. The way you described it, you said. A specific character and a specific fandom. Yeah, I told him, like, this is Captain Marvel. You know, went into details. I wasn't disrespectful. I was just being, like, angry at the second. I wasn't disrespectful. I gave him a little, you know, hey. But the look that he gave me was just very, like, disheartening too no, i well, understand you when you love a character so much you're like excuse me it's very important to you right but at the same time it's important <laughs> that you take the opportunity uh, opportunity yeah. to be like well here let me educate you let me give you yeah. an education on this character let me tell you why this character is so important yeah. and why we embrace this character and, and and in this situation why this character is going to be our salvation correct I wasn't. I was just trying to be funny, but I wasn't being a dick. All right, I'm just making sure because we do not d- espouse that on this show. I understand. Not that. everybody has the same fandom. And I mean, you know, eventually we'll we'll have like you know like business cards and stuff. So you'd be like, excuse me, you can just check out like episode like one of five. Yeah. You know, and and just educate yourself. No, it just like. I wasn't an asshole about it. So clarify that. I wasn't an asshole. I did tell him, you know, hey, like, this is who it is. Like, gave him, like, a really quick thing. But the look that he gave me was just kind of like, are you, like, really a female? And that's where I just, I was like, okay, I'm done. No, and unfortunately, that's still a thing. No, there are a lot of people like that. Those people you can be dicks to. That's fine. But, like, just because somebody doesn't know something. Well, no, and and honestly, you know, I'm going to speak from my personal like standpoint on this um i don't know a lot about comic book characters in general what i know is typically from the cinematic universe Mm -hmm. so i rely on patsy and nicole to give me an education beforehand before i go to the movies and i've learned you know so much on agent um captain marvel already from Agent Nicole, and I'm really, really looking forward to the Captain Marvel episode that you will be on. And I'm buying like a show, like buying a ticket the day, the day before Thursday. Taking maybe do two shows, do a show. Oh, we're gonna go together, right? Like we're yeah. gonna have like a girl. I'm like doing like pow-wow. I'm taking like that whole weekend off and the Friday. <laughs> I like this no, is legit. That's one of. One of the things I love about the show, and I've said it before, is I'm not a comic book person. I never Mm -hmm. have been, and I feel like I'm just kind of at the point where, not that I'm a little too old to get into it, but there's just so (coughs) much subject matter there. I don't even know where to begin. So one of the things I love about these shows that we do is that it gives a lot of backstory into, you know, Mm -hmm. we either we cover it or we have some great guests on that cover certain characters that they're super passionate about 
And they can kind of give me a start with this comic book and look at this and check out this and do this and give me enough backstory so that when this character's movie comes out, I can really be excited for it. And then I can really pay attention to I'm going to use Doctor Strange for um, an example we had El Goro on yeah. for yes. that episode, and I knew nothing about Doctor Strange. I coming knew very into little. This. And going to see the movie, I was able to appreciate little things that they brought up in the movie that only comic book fans would have appreciated because, you know, of of looking at the comic book. And I knew about these things because we spoke about it on the episode. So I appreciate what we do and the information that we're putting out there. And I think any opportunity that you have to educate somebody, whether it's in regards to a specific character like what we do or, you know, I, I feel like any opportunity that you have to learn something new is a good opportunity. And that is something that a lot of people don't take advantage of. And be open-minded to like, it's, it's hard, especially with these and like, this is, we're trying not to get too political, but in this certain political climate. Yeah. In this certain, you know, be open-minded, listen before you, you know, listen before you act basically just, you know, listen to what another person has to say before you speak and rebuttal or give your two cents, because I think that's what we're really lacking. And I think, Especially with this this franchise, it's there's so many people and there's so many new people that are coming our way too. And if you know something, hey, great. If you don't, don't be afraid to say something. And one thing that's great is through this podcast, I have met so many awesome people who are into comic books, like um, Mark Lynch from the Old Man Wayne Show. Yep. And the Amalgamaniacs from uh, Amalgamania on Facebook. I have learned so much about all of these different comic book characters that even though I kind of feel like I missed the boat in a sense um, as far as jumping on the uh, comic book bandwagon goes, but they've provided me... With a lot of backstory where I can feel like I go into these movies prepared. Well, and here's the other thing. Even if you were a comic fan, and I spent a lot of my time as a kid, I read a lot of comics. I collected all the different uh, Marvel cards. I watched the cartoons and stuff. Even if you are, you know, fairly well versed like I was. I mean, I wouldn't consider myself a super expert or anything. You know, I'm not, you know, a Raven Shadow level comic guy. But some of the characters that have been coming out are not, you know, mainstream. It's like, yeah, everybody knows Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman and Spider-Man and Hulk and, you know, Captain America. But after that, like, the first movie that they decided to take on is Iron Man. It's yeah. Like, like, most people are like, who the fuck is Iron Man? Like, you know, you have Iron Man and then, like, Thor. And then, you know, they're introducing Black Widow. And people are like, well, who the hell is Black Widow? You know, not realizing that they had Black Widow in one of those uh, made-for-TV Hulk movies. Side note, though, I really wish that they had done a Black Widow movie years ago. Maybe after the first or second Avengers movie. I really wish that they had given her... And I I believe that's still something that may be potentially happening, her solo movie. They're looking into a director right now. 
I really wish that that is something that they had done years ago because I feel like her character deserved a backstory. And I know that they kind of gave her one sort of kind of in Age of Ultron. Yeah. But her character is so cool. And who doesn't want to see more ScarJo on screen? Like, come on now. But I mean, what's one of the the most successful franchises and like the one group that everybody points to all the time? It's not the Avengers. It's the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Like, this super obscure fucking comic We knew nothing nobody. about. Um, I Just speaking from experience, we didn't see the first one in the theater. We had no idea what the fuck it was. We ended up picking it up and watching it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is probably one of the funniest, and I remember, most entertaining I movies. We missed the, writer, the second one in the theater, the too. The writer. James we Gunn. Went, we went no, no, to, the um, original screenwriter for it, it, um, it, it, it. Her name escapes me. But, like, she had spoke about her experience where, you know, Marvel gives, you know, hey, look in, into all these. Maybe you find something. And she picked Guardians of the Galaxy because... A, no one had really heard about him, and B, it was just so out there, and that's why we have Guardians of the Galaxy because she, this uh, writer, and I'm so sorry, I don't know her name at the top of my head, really went out there and looked for something obscured and made it fun and made an ex like made an excellent screenplay and such a sto- great story that now we have um like a herd of multiple characters from this like small franchise of in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that everyone loves like holy crap Groot Nicole Lo- Perlman that's me <laughs> but and and seriously though like going into the Guardians of the Galaxy into Infinity War if you're hating on Peter Quill stop yeah. like seriously stop it's not his fault i know like he is the easy blame to all of this but you can't blame him not. for his emo- emotions right like, he just lost on. the love of his life gamora is his person like it's it's when you have your person like it's more than the love of your life it's more than your best friend it's more than this is my significant other like when you have your person like Patsy is my person mm-hmm. and like it's crazy how deep the connection goes and Gamora was his person yeah. like it it just the I I can I, I can't help but feel for him so I feel like it's a natural reaction too yeah it's where you know you don't give a shit what you're dealing with when you're hurting at that moment and you're so angry and you're pissed that this person took that person that and you love like and that you resp- whole thing needed to happen yeah it needed to happen and you know for peter quill's sake i really do hope that Gamora comes back to him in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. I, I hope that you know he f- he finds his peace with her somehow. But that was supposed to happen. I that that was one of the things that Doctor Strange saw uh. in his multitude of of visions, and that played a part of one of the visions that he saw that actually worked. Yeah. So it needed to happen. So it, it, Peter blaming Peter Quill is kind of taking the easy way out. Especially where if you paid attention to the movie at the end, you know, what's his name even said? 
this is the only way. Like, so he knew. That's why he didn't try and stop him. He could have stopped him. Right. But it just, it doesn't make it any, it doesn't make it hurt any less. Yeah, it, I think that's what it is. Like, and people's emotional impact I, at seeing all these I've deaths. never seen a movie, like, uh, it done so beautifully, but yet has yeah. left me with such a hole in my heart. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it, and the whole point of it is to do that. The whole point of this movie is to, you know, it's going to be a, uh, there's going to be a continuation. You know that this is not the end, that these are not the feelings that you're going to be feeling at the end of this process. But this is yeah. what you're feeling right now. And it kind of, you know, from the first death, which was Loki, it really does set the tone. And it kind of, like I said, like the next episode I'm sure some of the original Avengers are going to die too. Well, and as personal sacrifice, die or retire. Well, yeah, die or retire. But the whole thing with Loki's death is it shows you that nobody is immune to this. No. You know, he was trying to prevent his brother. You know, from and her. exactly. And for once, like I mean, we know we've known Loki to be kind of like a a wishy washy. Like he kind of loves his brother, but he kind of does. Above everything else. So this is such like a a change in character for him, for him to really just be like, you know what? I'm going to sacrifice myself for my brother because I see the greater good in my brother versus myself. I mean, I would like to see Loki back because I want to see the comic book uh, storyline where Loki becomes president. Oh my god, I just want to <laughs> see Tom Hiddleston oh, in that wig. Like, right oh now. my god, can we just emo Loki? <laughs> emo well, Tom Hiddleston, come back to me. We've got, uh, we've got two bits of feedback. Do you want to do that before or after the break? Let's do it now. Okay, so the first one is, uh, we got an email from. First time Mike. And first time Mike says, Happy second anniversary Throwdown Thursday podcast family. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Patsy, Agent Nicole, Ashes, Johnny, you all should be proud of the quality and variety of the podcast you make. I am Aww. proud to call you my friends and eagerly await each and every episode that drops every Thursday. Well, thank you, first time Mike. I really enjoyed Avengers Infinity War. To be honest, I am far more a DC Comics fan, and I wouldn't have been a regular Marvel reader since the early 90s. Or I haven't been. Ironically, a couple of years before the Infinity War comics event was published. That being said, I have to give the MCU props on making an entertaining movie that featured over 40 named characters with a grand plot and plenty for all to do. Interweaving 10 years of movies and other media in one film and having it be entertaining Mm. is an achievement. Some of my favorite bits of the movie, sans spoilers. Thor's return to being the warrior he was in the first Thor movie. Mm. I will say, Mm -hmm. that scene where he comes up, he explodes into Wakanda. Oh, Oh my God. Like, with Stormbreaker, and he's just, like, electrified. I will will say one thing about this. Um, (laughs) There was... There's there's a, a, a YouTube channel I follow. I forget who it was, but they were like, we didn't understand how the... Rainbow Bridge, how he was able to use the Rainbow Bridge. How was he able to do that? Did they fix it? They didn't fix it. It's like, if you paid attention when, uh, uh, what's his name? King of the Elves was talking. He says, this uses dark energy. You know, Stormbreaker will use dark energy in order to transport you the same way that Rainbow Bridge did. So, 
Uh, my friend Joe has made the comment that he is not a fan of Thor as the buffoon or butt of jokes in his subsequent MCU appearances. The, for- the forging of Stormbreaker in the fires of... I can't put it. Space. We'll just say it says space. <laughs> is pure Jack Kirby visual magic, and I mm. loved it. Mm-hmm. The rampage that followed was so worth it. Yes, that forging... Oh, with I loved oh. I loved the Groot arm thing, but uh, he bugged me. Uh, the the I forget, I'm blanking on Tyrion his name. Lannister. Tyrion's character <laughs> bugged me because it's like, what kind of blacksmith are you that you don't have a handle fucking ready to go? Well, but he couldn't because he had his hands. His hands were like tied. He was able to do everything else. Okay, but I thought it was very okay. So. He should have had to just a kind of ready. butt in and add a side note. I thought it was very poetic that Groot. No, that was great. Made the handle out of yeah. himself, and I thought that it was just kind of representative of the intertwining of all of the yeah. different universes of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I thought it was beautiful. I, I thought it was, it. Oh, and I, it. I thought um, I, I'm, I'm going to say my my thoughts for the but. We will talk about Peter Dinklage after this. Uh, next, he says, The MCU Spider-Man is a joy and wonder. Tom I Holland's agree. performance as the novice hero dealing with cosmic catastrophe oh with God. a mix of eagerness, fear, and sheer wonder was fun. Ugh. Captain America was a straight-up badass. From mm. the first scene he appears in to the fight with Thanos, you see the trailer. Splish. You see in the trailer, Steve Rogers shows why he is one of the greatest warriors in the universe, even Agreed. with two mm-hmm. shields. Agreed. Josh Brolin was a great Thanos. Uh, I, agree. I understand the change of Thanos' obsession for the sake of the movie. What Brolin managed to do was make Thanos a more nuanced character than he has been in the comics. While he looks a bit goofy, Brolin gives Thanos a sliver of nobility that makes his eventual goals all the more horrific. That's enough rambling. I enjoyed Avengers Infinity War. I will definitely be seeing Ant-Man and the Wasp and other upcoming movies. I'm curious on how they will resolve the ending, but that's for another episode. But that's in the future. Once again, happy two years of podcasting gold. May the next year be as entertaining. <laughs> Love you guys, and I wish you all my best. So until Patsy the Angry Nerd is confronted by his evil doppelganger, Patsy the <laughs> Mellow Jock, make mine throw down <laughs> Thursday. Your pal, first time Mike. P.S. Hey, I still haven't gotten my cake and ice cream from last year. P.S.S. That's what's called a callback, kids. Look it up on the Google. <laughs> So oh thank you, first God. time, Mike. First time, Mike. You we are love you. The You're best. amazing. And we love you, you so much. You are always, always uh, a joy. Welcome to to share your thoughts with us. Right? Yeah, please. You do so very please well. Please do. Um, first time, Mike is amazing. I love him dearly. I really look forward to the day that I can meet him in person and just give him a hug. I'm yeah. hoping that day comes soon. Um, so we may have to work on that. So first time, Mike, let's talk. Um, but anyways, yeah. So let's talk about Peter Dinklage character. Uh, first off, we all had different theories as to who Peter Dinklage would be playing. I believe I thought he would be the Silver Surfer. Um, because why hold somebody down? But I thought that his character was perfection. And Peter Dinklage played it. Etri. Yeah, Etri. I knew. Yes. I thought that's what it was, but I didn't want to yes, say it and sound Eitri, dumb. Yes, um, such an emotional scene when you know uh, Thor is explaining how you know, Molnir has been destroyed, and the 
making of Stormbreaker and Thor just kind of coming to terms with his new powers since the passing of his father. Like, it's just, it's the perfect scene. Um, I love it. I absolutely love it. And the whole intertwining of Groot into becoming the handle of Stormbreaker, I think that is just perfection. I think that's kind of like the bringing together of all of the... It's supposed to represent the bringing together of all of the Marvel Cinematic Movies into this one movie that's supposed to bring this Marvel Cinematic Universe forward into the future... I They're literally perfect. forging a relationship. Exactly. <laughs> um, I thought it was. I thought it was perfection. I loved it. And to be honest with you, anything that Peter Dinklage is selling, I'm buying. Yeah. Like I, I yeah. think he is such a brilliant actor and <laughs> highly underrated in some parts. Yeah. But perfectly overrated in other parts. And I. With, with the winding down of Game of Thrones, we know that the last, the, the final season is coming in 2019. And as much as I'm in, anticipating that, I'm also dreading it because I it's know. the last that we're going to see of Dinklage. Game of Thrones on our televisions. Um, I'm really eager to see what kind of opportunities Peter Dinklage is going to be offered. Yeah. He plays characters so much bigger than what he actually is and I kind of forget that he is at a height disadvantage I really do like I completely forget because he's such a brilliant actor and he brings so much to the screen that I don't even take that into consideration and I forget about it even an elf you know, yeah. like he's just say elf one more time. You're you feeling know? strong, my friend. Call me elf one more time. But he's such a brilliant actor and he brings so much to the screen. And I loved that he was presented in such a way. Um, is such a powerful character and such a prominent and important character. Yeah. You know, he forged Stormbreaker for Thor. Yeah. Hello. That's he so He also forged the Infinity Gauntlet what a for Thanos. Well, I mean, that was kind of against his will. Though. Yeah. I know we never got to talk about favorite scenes, but there was one that I just kept playing in my head. The one that one scene that has been improvised, which is where you meet, where we're tying uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, Universe, where it's the on the ship where you got Iron Man. Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and some of the Guardians, and they're all like having like a standoff, and it's like, where is Gamora? And who is Gamora? And why is Gamora? Like, I oh, yeah. <laughs> what fucking Drax? Like, <laughs> I got one more for you. Why is Gamora? I think that was one of the best scenes, and it, it was improvised, and it was just, it just. That was improvised. That was improvised. That was brilliant. Like, um, Dave Batista improvised that line, which was just perfect. I appreciated that. And I think it just kind of, you know. And that kind of goes back into, like, you know, some of these characters really, well, some of these actors really understand the character that they're Correct. playing. Yeah. I think, you know, you know, we talk about um, 
Peter Dinklage, but we should also say Dave Bautista really brings a lot to the role as Drax as well. I agree. And I think, you know, he's not just a, you know, big guy who used to be a wrestler, but he really knows how to act and he really dedicates his, he puts a lot into these characters, especially with Drax. And I enjoy him as Drax, which I was like, I used to be like, mm, I don't know about Drax, but he's just one of those characters that you're like, you start to really love, especially in the second film, and then with Infinity uh, Infinity War. That that scene just I just it popped in my head when you talk about Peter Dinklage. It's just like, why is Gamora? And I was like, I have to mention that. Well, I think uh, we've got one more one more uh, bit of feedback, and that's okay. from our good friend that you mentioned earlier today, uh, Mark Lynch, the Old Man Wade podcast. And if you aren't listening to the Old Man Wade podcast, what like, what are you doing? Do it's yourself a so favor. so good. So good. So let's hear from him. What's going on, everybody? It's Old Man Wade, host of the Old Man Wade Show. And I'm sitting here on the uh, Throwdown Thursday podcast couch. And I just want to talk about everything that happened on um, Infinity War. Avengers Infinity War, excuse me. Um... Let me just say, uh, in the most respectful way possible, uh, fuck Star-Lord. <laughs> you had one job. You created the plan. You had the plan. You knew the plan. And what did you do? You deviated from the plan. You knew what the plan was. The plan was working. Mantis was working her magic. Spider-Man and Iron Man and uh, Drax were holding Thanos down. They were about to rip the the gauntlet off of them. And what do you do? You get too fucking emotional to actually let your plan come to motion. Seriously, dude. What the F? This was your plan. You even made it a plan to go, this is my plan. Suck it. And then bounce into another freaking universe. Dude, Dr. Look, I get it. Dr. Strange saw a reality where this is the only thing that worked. Yada, 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 whatever. But let's be honest. From the beginning of everything else, Star-Lord was... Too emotionally involved. He thought he saw Thor, and then God was like, "Oh, I'm all jealous because Thor's way better looking than I am." Fun fact: uh, Chris Hemsworth is way better looking than Chris Pratt. Let's call uh-huh. a spade a spade. Oh, oh, disagree. And then he gets emotionally disagree. invested in that because Gamora's all hot for a god. He's a god, dude. Get over it. <laughs> then he gets emotionally involved because he's not in charge and starts uh, feeling himself too much because he thinks he's better than. Tony Stark. Yeah, you're good. You ain't Tony Stark good. Let's get that out the way. <laughs> and then, oh, but this is not before that. Because Gamora says, if this happens, you have to kill me. The most dangerous woman on the planet tells you, you have to kill her before Thanos gets to her. What do you do? You hesitate. You're supposed to be, you claim to be one of the most dangerous people in the galaxy. You claim to be the Star Lord and all this other stuff. And what do you end up being? I hate to see you end up being kind of a bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry if that's not appropriate language and all that, but yeah, hate to break it to you, but uh, thank you for letting me get that out. You have every right to say what you want to say. Okay, no, no, you no, don't no, have no, to no, filter. No, no, hold on, no, no, hold on, no, no, no. hold on, hold on. You can, you don't, you can say bitch. Yeah, that's fine. But oh, yeah, I, you can say that. That's fine. Okay, I disagree time. with you about the whole thing about Star Lord because if you're gonna give Star Lord crap, you should give Thor crap. He didn't fucking aim for the head. Okay, so <laughs> first of all, Chris Pratt versus Chris Hemsworth. There is no competition because Chris Pratt 
as Andy Dwyer, aka Fat Pratt on Parks and Rec. Just goals right there. Just goals. Like, he's so fucking hot. I can't even contain myself. Hence, I married Patrick. So like, I'm, a, I'm essentially even fatter and funnier. Shut up. You're not funnier. Um. <laughs> oh. That was nice. But anyways. You're sleeping on the lawn tonight. <laughs> as long as you buy me ice cream. Um. But no, it's ah ah. I understand why people want to like blame Star Lord. Like you had one job. Like I get that. But at the same time, like that was he was just so blindsided. Like that was his person. Like I understand where he's coming from. He allowed his emotions to get in the way and I can't say that I wouldn't be that same person to allow my emotions to get in the way like if anything were to ever happen to Patrick like I don't know I, I'd like to think that I'd be like yeah cool whatever you know but yeah, like I happen. I probably would freak out the way that Peter Quill did and you know he had that perfect opportunity and he completely blew it I get that but at the same time you know if you put yourself in that situation it's just I get it I we I get the frustration get like, it and I mean I get the frustration on both sides so yeah. like why didn't he do it but like I also get that I know why he couldn't do it like I know why he you know it's completely flaked and if you you can't like it's it sucks you can't there's two sides to the story but it's like if you're gonna blame blame starlord for that shit why don't you blaming thor he had the chance to like cut off his fucking arm or cut off his head or well, something I mean, and that's the thing like why didn't thor aim for the head like come on dude because he wanted like to look years. him in the eye as he killed him you killed loki I want to look at you and watch the light fade from your eyes. That's why. Okay, I mean, I, I kind of get that. But at the same time, I can't help but think of what Doctor Strange said. Like, there were right, 14 that's million how it was, bajillion different He ways, had to snap his that, fingers. He, that's know, how it had to end. Stop blaming my husband way. on this shit, okay? <laughs> he <laughs> saw this is the only way to do it. Get over it. It's going to be resolved in the next fucking film. End the story. Love you all. <sighs> so I think we should take a quick break. I need to pee. Come back. <laughs> we'll discuss what we're doing next week. We have some battle results. We do. And I uh, a battle. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I did vote. I did vote. Never mind. I did vote. And I did uh, too. we'll I give you. A, we'll give you a little bit of a uh, little bit of what's going on. Don't make that sound over there. And uh, yeah, so we'll be right back. Oh. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. 
But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. It's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action. It had suspense. It had great characters. It had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Arrivederci, douchebags. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. And you are listening to Throwdown Thursday on the Grand Guineal Network. Well, hello there, neighborinos. The handle's Mr. Most Days Off, but my friends call me Miles, and I'm the host of the Best Darn Diddly Review Show. Hello, Mr. Most Days Off. <laughs> and that's my best friend, Richie the Whiz Kid, the co-host of Best Darn Diddly. Hi, diddly ho there, podcasterinos. The Best Darn Diddly Review Show is a weekly journey through the entire Simpsons series, hosted by us, two guys who grew up loving the Simpsons. We discuss every diddly, every doodly, and every dope! So lace up your assassin sneakers, put on your skin-tight ski suit, and head down the slopes with us at Best Darn Diddly. Stupid, sexy Best Darn Diddly. You can catch us each and every Monday on bestdarndiddly.com. To throw down Thursday, I am Doctor Whatabottom. Fuck, I forgot about you. For a I know. I have just been listening and letting you all just do your thing and feel your feelings. And that is real. so important to feel your feelings, especially when it comes to comic book characters. That is why I am a comic book character crisis counselor. I am here to help facilitate your journey. And I must say that your journey is coming to an end. And I feel that you have made peace with a lot of your feelings. And I feel that you are looking forward to the future. Which is very, very, very important. So I'd like to thank you all for having me on the show, for thank creating for the safe space, and for going on this journey with your safe space creatures. Now, I know you guys are on the Facebooks, so if any of you listening out there would like to tell me on your Facebook, the, the, the Facebooks, what your safe space creature is, please let me know. Hit me up on the Throwdown Thursday Facebook page. Let me know what your creature is, what creature is, is helping you on this comic book journey. 
and uh, I just want to thank you all for having me join you here today. Thank you for coming to the show, and I'm sorry that Patrick doubted you. I want to thank you for creating uh, not only a safe space, but a fun new accent for us to uh, <laughs> ponder over. Oh, yes, yes. I Like I said, I am from many different areas, and I do lots You're of well things. You're well-traveled. Yes, yes, I am very well-traveled, and I do lots of things, and... You can catch me at MIT in a couple of weeks. I will be doing a talk about uh, some stuff. So it shall be very good. Do you think next time you'll get Ruth on the show? Or are you and I can definitely. I mean, I don't know if this show is that kind of show. She's a... Uh... But Dr. Dr. Ruth is uh, a little on the risk. Gay side. Oh, really? Okay. I think yes. she should. You should bring her on. Yes. So, I mean, I would. I would love to. You know, be a another another. Oh, I, guest I was gonna this. say. I thought she was a little on the dead side, but no, she's ninety. No, no, she's very much alive. We are best friends. About very much. We have wine on the weekends. It is very good. Um, but yes, so if you ever want to have Dr. Ruth and myself, Dr. I've got a what the bottom um, on the show, that would be great. Every time I hear Dr. Ruth, all I think of is the Robin Williams thing. It's like, oh yeah, a tiny little old Jewish lady who talks about oral sex but won't eat pork. Well, yeah, she, she is very Jewish and she very much won't eat the pork. So I think with that... Uh, being said so next week we are going to we be have battle results, right? oh yeah jesus christ <laughs> yeah don't we have a battle yeah the battle uh last so, week so we had the battle of the band yes the... at cbgb's mm-hmm. no holds barred we had the ain't rights from green room versus the relentless from american, american satan and it and wasn't close. The uh, ain't rights dominated. I feel like that's bullshit. I'm sorry. I vote voted for the relentless. I kind of feel like that's bullshit. Because you and Spicy Quiston. Spicy Quiston. Yeah. Both. <laughs> uh, both went with the, the relentless. relentless. But yeah, but I'm, they have Satan on their side. Come on now. If you have Satan on your side, he's how not can really you on their on? side. It, is it also unfair if you've only seen one of the movies? I mean, I feel, yeah. Because I, th- I think that a lot more people see in Green Room. I, yeah. That's I, true, I, I, yes. That's why I didn't I, take it to Twitter for this one. Yeah. I just it, left it it's on one of those things like, it, battles, can, I guess, can be tough because if, if, so, if someone has like a favorite of one thing mm-hmm. or has only seen one of the two things, then of course they're going to go with that one. Right. You know? it's, it's easy to be biased if you haven't seen or contributed. And no, that, that's, it makes sense. I, I I agree, and I mean like but I, I agree still think the ain't, the ain't rights. rights. No, no, no. But I mean like I agree the ain't rights for for the most part. Well, I mean like the only one who survives is Anton Yelton and Imogen character. Poots. Yeah, but she's not part of the band. She's a well, groupie. But still, she is one of the Nazi people. Like all but I like, know is but that like she's scary, like a good Nazi scary, people. scary Patrick Stewart versus Malcolm McDowell being Malcolm McDowell. I'm sorry. I'm going to go scary Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, you don't I'm sorry. That. Have you not seen A Clockwork Orange? I one time saw, uh, well, when we were kids, my mom had a, a clock that was in the shape of an apple. But have you never seen Patrick Stewart in that kind of role? No. 
And it's kind no, of no, fucking no, no, freaky. No, I mean, like, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. That's such a crazy role and different role for Patrick Stewart. But Malcolm McDowell can act his fucking no, ass I off. I agree that, and, too. You know, as far as American Satan goes, like, they, they have they have the devil on their side. And the he devil wasn't wants on their want. side. Well, I mean, uh, the he was around. Wants, the devil wants what it wants. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, the uh, results are the results and clearly the ain't rights won. So whatever, you guys are wrong. But, you know, I'd like to thank Dr. Waterbottom for being on today. That was very nice of her to drop by. Yeah. uh, Between her clearly incredibly busy schedule. uh, Mm -hmm. She is. She, She gives lots of lectures. Yeah, it seems that way. Yeah, she does. So, what do we got coming up next week? Agent Nicole, what are we doing next week? Um, we're going to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp. The white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know if that is what the no, character is. Not. I don't know. No. See, I'm not overly familiar, so that's why I'm glad. Uh, I know she does taste like chicken, okay, according oh to God. the comics. And uh, I just want to prepare everyone... Because there, next week, there will be a very specific, very long time pent up nerd rage oh about the science of you these films. You are given two minutes. Yeah, let me give you my card. If you ever have any nerdy rage, <laughs> let me know. I can probably help with that. Mm-hmm. He needs it. But we give, we've given him a two-minute little bitch fest. You know, I, I believe it, it's my uh, scientific opinion. Do that you want to come to min- the next episode? <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> it is in my scientific opinion that two minutes of nerdy rants is very well enough. Like, yeah. that, that's all you need. But also, next week is going to be a very sad... Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. That's why Agent Nicole bought me wine. Shut up. <laughs> I, yeah. You gotta after next week's episode, please send wine to Ashes My Nightmare because she's going to need it. Or just just always send wine to just Ashes always My send Nightmare. Wine, yeah. If you want my address, let me know. I'll and ice you cream up. money. And ice cream, and ice money. cream money because apparently the ice cream man comes so to my gonna, house. So we'll need wine and ice cream <laughs> because Ashes gonna need it. But mm. yeah, it will be my last uh, episode as a co-host. On the show. Shut up. We're not Shut up the right fuck now. up. Shut up the fuck up. <laughs> Shut up the fuck up, Agent Nicole. Okay. Okay. So thank you so much for joining us on our Infinity War therapy special. Special thanks to Dr. I've got a what about him um, for joining us and giving us her expert opinion. And thank you to my co-host, Patsy the Angry Nerd and Agent Nicole giving their opinions on the show i'm sure if you guys at home if you also have opinions thoughts things that you want to share you could definitely hit up on twitter at uh at td third day thursday pod um oh the wine's getting to you yeah, the wine is getting <laughs> at me. TD Thursday Pod. Yes, yes, what he said. Um, you could also follow us. Follow us uh, individually on Facebook. 
um, or the face follow the Facebook page for the <laughs> podcast. I'm gonna stop now. I'm gonna throw it over to Patsy the Angry Nerd. Well, if you follow us out. on Twitter, our handle or handle names are in the bio. So follow us at Nick Tompkins, Miss Vaughn Nightmare, and Patrick Ray Hall. Yep. We have a lot of fun stuff to say. Oh, and don't forget our uh, our uh, Instagrams. Yes, Which is we have also an Instagram. at Miss Vaughn Nightmare at or at Nick. No, it's not. It's at Cutter Spindle. <laughs> oh, at Cutter Spindle. Oh, my God. That's right. I forget that. I, I mean, like... I know like, oh, that's Nicole. Yeah, no, that's me. I have a I have a weird name on Instagram because I don't want people going nuts on me. So, but anyways, just follow us wherever you can find Be us. Be our friends. We're cool. Be our friends. And thank you so much for turning into, tuning into Holy this episode. Shit. I'm done. I'm taking my and headphones off. I'm we will. Done. And we will see, see you, you next, next Thursday. Thursday. <laughs>